0: say so- Because you can't have a kingdom without a king.
1: Welcome, everybody. It's nice to have a midday service. We love you, Lord. All eyes on the stairway. That stuff that is uncomfortable with coming into the light and praising, worshiping, and struggles with getting its thoughts on the Father, His kingdom, the glory, the angel messengers with the Word of God, in their hands and in their wings. All of that stuff is what God wants to deal with in the refiner's fire. I was seeing how Israel was being burnt up by the Torah of Moses in the wilderness during worship and how the Torah was coming down Sinai and it was burning into the flesh and bones and blood and DNA of the Israelites. And it was the very Torah of the Sun. It was the very Torah of all the power of the luminaries into that nation Israel's DNA. So today what we need is the scriptures to be major flesh. That's far greater than anything you've ever known in Christianity thus far, because it's an entirely Jewish concept that didn't transfer over into Christianity. The understanding of the luminaries as one with Scripture is not a Gentile Christian concept. You will not hear that at any Christian church on any Sunday morning in the entire universe because it is entirely Jewish, and somehow it didn't transfer over to the Christian religion. But when the Word is made flesh, it entirely means that the luminaries are made flesh. And if the luminaries are made flesh, that means that the sun and the moon and the stars are in you. And not just some fallen angel version of them in sorcery like Laban either, not just like Balaam, who'd run up like a circus show of witchcraft, but God's original design for creation when he said in Genesis 1, it's perfect. He said it was good. And when he created Adam and Eve... He said it was very good. And he does not lie. It is a very, very good thing, you guys, to have the heavens blazing in us. It's a new season, and it's the season of the luminaries being made your flesh when you engage in Scripture, because... All the little snakes and dust and dirt and earthly under-the-sun vanity and idolatry that we face continuously simply gets vaporized. And so you can feel that confrontation in your flesh, in the behemoth, in the leviathan. You feel that pressure. You feel it in your brain. Some of you feel it in your emotions and feelings, and it's everything just to hold it together and not lash out at your spouse or your kids or your neighbor or the pastor or, you know, whatever person is around you to murder. I'm telling you the truth. When the serpents took over the human race in the curse of the fall, they put all their magic spells inside all human bloodlines. That's what the Tower of Babel is. And Sunday morning, is often not a confrontation with those 70 principalities of the Tower of Babel. You usually don't even deal with that in the blood at all. You don't even deal with that in the brain or the heart. What we usually do is create services where our current measure of serpents can actually go to church on Sunday. It's absolutely true. That's why it's called itching ears, that the nefesh and the blood and the uncircumcised and the non-consecrated can come into a, a realm and actually feel good about their human condition. Guys, that's the Antichrist. That is what we're at war against. We're at war against serpents. All temptation and all sin is serpentine. All iniquity is serpentine. All transgression, all attitudes that are not the same attitude of Christ on the throne in the heavens, it's serpentine. Once you begin to acknowledge what the serpent in the garden actually is, you can begin to face that stuff by bringing it in to the Holy Spirit activities prescribed in Scripture. Praise, give thanks, clap your hands, Give Him a wave offering. We lift our hands in praise. It's like, it's not even a God outside mind of bewitchment. It's opening the gates for the glory to come out. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you receive from God. Out of your bellies will flow rivers of living water. But of this He spoke of the Torah scrolls of the Lamb of God, which means living waters. When Scripture begins to pour out of you with liquid glory liquid lightning, liquid power, it is because the word is made your very heart. If your heart and your mind, your emotions and your feelings are set on literally anything else, you're in agreement with snakes. And so these snakes that are hanging off the Israelites in the wilderness, they had to look up to a certain thing outside of themselves to be healed and delivered. What we need right now is healing and deliverance to look up to the hills from whence cometh your help. Your help comes from Yadavave, maker of heaven and earth. It is written, the hills represent the Sephirot. It's looking to the Father's kingdom. It's not looking up to the sun, moon, and stars as pagan idolatry. This is not an externalism as if your help is coming from the clippeth. So you need to understand the difference between sorcery, do not look to the stars, and worship them as deity. It's prescribed everywhere in Torah. We all know that because we have that burned into us that the second heavens are evil. That's part of Christianity. Yes, all evil is there. That's what the Bible says. But if you are to make new heavens where righteousness dwells, to remove the evil from this world and its influence raining down from the sky, in the air, prince of the power of the air, you are going to have to make a new atmosphere. No one else is coming. You could pray all day long, but unless you get empowered and do the greater works, no one else is coming. You're the temple. You're the body. He puts you on like a coat and wears you. If you don't let him, no one's coming. It's true. Now, salvation works individually. And then you become a part of the corporate body through individual sacrifice of self, allowing this whole body to be consecrated for the purposes of the God of Heaven, the God of Heaven, the Most High God, Yadhe Vave, and His Son Jesus Christ. You can call Him Abba, Father, but Abba is Yadivave. Abba, Father, is the fathering. And it's not just the fathering, what people think of like one individual person like you have in human families. It's so different than human families. We often relate to God through our humanity, which is obviously wrong. I mean, to put it mildly, I want to be mild. You know, it's midday. So everyone's just waking up and had their, a lot of you didn't even have coffee this morning, just rushed over here. So it's just, we'll be very mild, this will be a strong brew sunrise service in the coffee will be the torah of the word of god and it's boiling like the days of noah in the days of noah the waters began to boil you wonder why they couldn't just survive by swimming in the water it was boiling waters the waters were so hot it would it would boil everything it boiled all flesh truth and nail. so it'll be like that in when the sons of God manifest we're going to bring the boiling, the heat the hot waters, the sun waters, the moon waters the the waters of the stars the waters of the lightning, lightning waters it'll be so hot that no sin can exist as it's written, test everything in fire here's the issue people are not comfortable in the fire for the fire is the comforter the fire is the comforter What's comforting you? Fire. In the oven, in the furnace. We like to run from the furnace and find other comforts. The comforter is the fire of the word. If you find refuge, salvation, comfort, pleasure in anything else, in any human being, any other thing under the sun, you're in covenant with serpents. We need to burn that stuff off of us. We need to bring it to the altar. There's an altar of what before the Father's throne? Fire. Revelation says a golden altar of pure fire. It's the fire of the Holy Ghost. We've known the Holy Ghost in the church age as about 1% of His capabilities. Why 1%? Because that's actually the word in Greek when it says down payment. It means 1%. If you know the Holy Spirit under the sun and you are not a cosmic Christian walking on streets of gold, you know 1% of the Holy Spirit right now. We have Pentecostal charismatic stubbornness at a 1% level. You see this sunglasses? 100%. 100% right there. You need to know 100%. You know what 100% is? Above the sun, 10 worlds high. I'm not there. I'm at about 70%, and that's not an exaggeration. It's accurate. You know him exactly to the measure you've risen in him. He is the spirit of resurrection. So we cannot become stubborn, complacent, ideological, theological. We can't become intellectual. We can't become all caught up in our brain and our thought life. We have to burn that stuff. That is the stuff holding you back from knowing the Holy Spirit at 2%. And don't sit there and despise the days of 1%. The days of 1% is better than 0%. If you're to die right now, you're going to heaven. You got one percent of God is better than everything. I was reading, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in your house than spend, you know, living in a mansion anywhere else. I'd rather have the lowest garden work, a, a plumber in the father's bathroom, than dwell in the mansions of the wicked and the rich. That's what the psalmist says. Why? Because you're in heaven. You're in the light. No darkness. You're in the light. The lowest position in heaven. The very weakest place in heaven is greater than the greatest strength and riches of the kingdom of hell. And they got a lot of billionaires. And they got a few people becoming trillionaires. They got a lot of trillionaire companies and corporations. They got a lot of stuff, guys. Hell's got it all right now. Esau's got it all, but not for long. Here is what changes everything. When the covenant people begin to rise... By knowing the Holy Spirit in a greater humility, understanding the stairway, understanding righteousness, and understanding the revelation of the sun. Today is a a service dedicated to the sunrise and literally scripture from the sun. Because only through the sun does it be made your flesh. You are a star creature. The very light and energy that animates in your hearts, that electricity, is starlight. You know you're made out of stardust. You know the energy of biological biological existence on earth is starlight. You are star creatures. Every single one of you. That's what a human being is. A human being is starlight, star energy, sunlight, sun energy, moonlight, moon energy, plus the dust of the earth. Clearly, I mean, that's basic elementary science where we get energy from, where we get light from. There is no biological life on planet Earth except from the sun. And without the moon, your blood would rip right out of your skin. You need the gravity and the balance that comes from the moon. And both those luminaries will increase in splendor as you understand god's scriptures that made them with his holy word and that same word that created the sun and the moon is also burning in you this is what true kabbalah is holy righteous kabbalah and it is not sorcery it is the antithesis the nemesis of sorcery in fact the, the sorcerers of Babylon the Great, those billionaire, trillionaire corporations, those billionaire sorcerers, and there's a lot of them. This is the only thing that threatens their existence. Under the sun, Christianity does absolutely zero. They mock you. They mock you. They literally make fun of you as the worst people and the biggest slaves and the most gullible fools who've ever lived they do that's their attitude towards under the sun Christianity they consider you perfect slaves because you want to obey the New Testament and the New Testament God but you have none of the rewards of the scriptures that created the luminaries and the power to rule over creation therefore we are enslaved a thousand times worse than Israel was under Pharaoh in Egypt right now and it's not okay you should be angry about it There is a prophetic response that's accurate in righteous indignation. I will no longer be oppressed by the sorcerers of Babylon the Great. I will not pick up arms. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pick up my Bible and allow the sun through the word and the luminaries and the angels that are on these luminous rungs, these angelic spheres to put the word into my flesh, to raise a standard like Noah in these days, and flood the world with lightning. We're not flooding the world with water. We're not flooding the world with natural destruction. The covenant is, I will never naturally destroy the world again. Okay, There's no natural destruction. It's not just killing everyone, this nonsense that's all folly and madness. What it is, is the washing of the water of the word. It kills all the principalities. A sorcerer is so interwoven with demons and the clippeth, and black sun, black moon, and black stars, which is outside the city gates, the magic arts and the sorcerers, as it is written in Revelation. They're so interwoven with that. When the light of the word hits them, the, the judgment upon their demons And the judgment upon their altars and the judgment upon their gods and the judgment upon their fallen angels is so severe that they get hit with the demons. The ones that are not altered to demons, all they get is freedom. Well, where are my sorcerers? Where are my oppressors? They'll look for death and no longer find it. Do you realize this is en masse setting the entire universe free reality? When you begin to understand scripture at this level of reality, of what the power of the word of God actually is, King of kings and Lord of lords, we read it, we've written songs about it for thousands of years. Nobody's walking in it. Nobody. How can you? Unless you have the full power of the sun at midday. And the full power of the moon and all of its light seven times brighter, equal to the sun. How would you ever even know what it means to have the word of God as king of kings and lord of lords? Instead, what you're going to have is just hearts fainting because I didn't get what the Bible prescribed. And you're just going to have unbelief. You're going to have sorrow, aren't you? You're going to have sadness. Well, the Bible says all sorrow and sighing shall flee away. That means the fulfillment of the promises. And I tell you the truth, just like they came through Moshe on Sinai when the sun came down as the word of God and burned into Israel, making them the covenant race. It was the covenant of the Torah at Sinai that burned the power of the sun and the moon and the stars through the holy word of God, scripture, Torah, Torah, into the bones, marrow, and bloodlines of the 12 tribes of Israel that gave them the superpowers at a DNA level. That's why you have 4% of your population that rules every single central bank in the entire universe right now. Do you think it's just a coincidence? Is it a conspiracy? No, it's the power of Torah. Now, you need to understand that Torah is available to you you are the recipients of messiah of israel nothing pleases the father more than you understanding the power of the word and the strength of the son at midday begins to boil your blood begins to get you uncomfortable you know it's confronting the the curses it's confronting the gentile filth it's confronting the uncleanness it is it's confronting the male and the female. It's, it's confronting the hebrew it's confronting the pride the sin it's confronting all the curses of dna under the sun so that you through the sun can begin to live in the heavens in the promises of abraham in the promises of salvation over the curse of the fall when you're risen you're not fallen anymore think about it what is the curse Fallen. You know that that's how the Bible describes the curse every single time in the Bible. It's an elevation, it's being under the sun, it's a mentality, it's a complacency, it's a stronghold, it's a mindset, it's the human thinking. Human thinking is the fall. In order to change and rise, it requires repentance of the thought life daily, daily, and to disagree with your attitude, to disagree with your feelings and emotions. To disagree with your male and female hormones and to put to death all the powers of sin and the impulses of sin in the flesh. You have to put it to death. I will no longer live a human life. Scripture that comes down from the father of lights puts to death the powers of sin and the powers of hell. If we allow the word to work in us, it's like resting tongues of fire. Where do you think that fire comes from? It just, it's just appeared out of e- like ether, out of the invisible realm. The Bible said it came down from heaven. When he ascended, guess what he sent? The spirit of Jesus Christ descended. The same path of lightnings that Jesus Christ ascended to the right hand of God in Acts chapter 1, he hung out there for a while, 40 days, the Bible says. 40 days. And then go, you know what he was doing? He was just baking that flesh up there, he's baking that blood up there, he's baking his organs up there, he's baking his eleven human systems, eleven stars that bowed, he's baking all eleven. Your human bodies have eleven systems. Okay, a little science lesson. Every single one of your human bodies, there's eleven systems working in all your human bodies. Only 11 stars bowed to Joseph. Only 11 apostles made it to Jesus Christ. It's the 11 systems of the human being, and they will make it as long as they're under the stars of the Father. So we go into Revelation 12.1, and there's a twelfth star. The 12 star is the spirit system. It's invisible. That's why scientists, they have very little research, very little understanding of it. It's spiritual science. In the future, hundreds of years, we will understand the invisible much, much better. That's kind of like the final frontier in science. That's where we're at right now on the cusp of understanding the invisible that makes and holds together all that is visible. You have 11 visible systems and you have one invisible system. That's 12 stars. Now it's resting like a crown of 12 stars on the woman standing on the moon in Revelation 12:1. That's the perfecting of the human being. All 12 systems working perfectly. Why? Because she's on the stars, healed by the stars. Anything less than that, guess what? Those systems are failing. Those systems have snakes in it. Those systems have principalities siphoning those systems, and so all the fallen angels live by stealing from the original twelve star system that was upon Adam and Eve. Truth in the air, science and spirituality are one. Which means, if you want the upgrades that are promised in the Bible, you're gonna have to let the Torah of the stars come down and rest on your systems and just completely rearrange you and the transfiguration the metamorphosis oftentimes just deals with character issues personality issues your feelings and emotions that's what rewires you on the inside your systems are warped usually by the words that create your attitudes just, oh, I'm not like that. I don't like that. It's me, 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 me. This is how I am. And it's like, well, you, all your systems are broken. You're never going to have the star systems of the original design of God the Father over man and woman. Revelation 12.1 requires a people that are obedient to Jesus and disobedient to the red dragon that's sitting there waiting to devour the woman. Waiting to devour everything she has from God. She's created by God. She has the instruction of God. Scholars believe that represents Mary. Scholars believe that represents Israel. Yes, it represents all of that and much, much more. The depth of Scripture is the depth of the Father's heart. The Bible says it's unsearchable. So if you have an understanding, guess what? There's millions and millions of degrees deeper into the glory of anything you know about the Bible. It's infinite. Which means we can't limit our understanding of scripture, we can't put a cap on it because when you put a cap on it, you know what? You're settling for the human speck. You're set, instead of the spark, you get the speck. Instead of the spark of fire and lightning and life and resurrection and angel power, you just get the speck of dust. And on the speck of dust, guess what? Every time there's a serpent, serpents in the dust. And the life is just sucked dry, the attitude goes sour. The feelings and the emotions are always embittered and always got some kind of opinion and judgmental and criticalness about it. Listen, man, I want, to, I want you guys to understand the situation accurately so you can deal with it in your lives to become successful soldiers in the Father's kingdom. There's 10,000 churches in Minnesota if you just want under-the-sun Christianity, but there's only one that's bringing over-the-sun Christianity, and it's TV. So my job is to show you the standard of what's available. Everything else under the sun, you can go there and do that because, yes, the sapphire stones are better than the dirt. This elevation is so exceedingly far better than the elevations under the sun. It is better. Is it a competition? Yes. Run the race to win the prize. Are you comparing? You need to compare. The angel comes with the measuring rod, Buckwheat. If you are not comparing elevations, you're lost. If you are not having an accurate discernment of elevations, of fallenness, and resurrection, then everything is just confusion in you. You'll have no angelic accuracy. It'll just be like, oh, we're all equal, kumbaya, God loves everyone. God does love everyone, but the response in the heart of healing those 12 systems by 12 stars upon her head, not everyone's on the moon. Yet, seven people in the universe. That have risen to the moon yet. God expects 60 million from this ministry. Do you understand that? It's God. The expectations on me? No, the expectations on God's ability and God's word. We're temples of God. Amen? You're temples of the living God. It's not a human faith, it's not a human Christianity. It is God the Father's ability, God the Father's angel armies. It's God the Father's Son, God the Father's Word. It's God the Father's stars. It's God the Father's earth. He made it. The expectations are not on the human being for promotion. Stop promoting it. Stop spamming it everywhere. Let God be God, and you get obedient. You don't need to be a spam bot on Facebook spamming Red Letter Ministries. Knock it off! We need to be a people that understand the power of God and the reliance on God's ability. If we are not synchronized with the Father's ability, we're down here in strange fire. You are actually harming Red Letter Ministries instead of helping it. Truth anyhow. We need accuracy. Listen, righteousness is rigid righteousness is rigid it is not this loose kumbaya saying well bro that's your opinion you know oh my gosh you're a little intense today listen the sun is blazing it's noon you got these beams of light of scripture and torah scrolls there's seraphim here seraphiel the fire breathing dragon of jesus christ prince of the seraphim i can feel him I woke up today I didn't even remember it was sunrise day before I knew it I'm wearing the colors of the Sun I didn't even use my brain I'm like oh cold in the Sun today that's how far gone in the glory we are it's like the angels doing everything just get completely taken over by heaven amen lose your carnal minds and then you will find Christ in you the glory mind amen It's that control stuff. It's like, I gotta be in control. I gotta figure it out. I'm responsible for this teaching and we're using our brains. No, burn your freaking brains in a furnace. You gotta burn that stuff out. That's the stuff killing you. Losing the reasoning. Losing the senses. What does the Bible say? If I'm out of my mind, it's for Christ. If I'm in it, it's for you. What does that mean? His spirit in elevations of his spirit he's speaking about me paul the spirit of the apostle the angel of the apostolic if i'm out of my body it's for god brain that's what it says if i'm out of my body it's for god which means i'm not there you're just you're just dealing with the temple of the holy ghost it might talk sometimes when you're gone and a holy angel might speak through the temple oh yeah you're a temple of the kingdom of heaven. You might have a living creature, maybe have the chayat, the living... You know, it could be some kind of wild thing, just come right through, a roaring lion, a lion. It might be a giraffe from the Garden of Eden, freak people out. They might start barking like uh, the Toronto blessing. They say, oh man, they've got a demon spirit. No, that's the holy chihuahua. That's the holy chihuahua of the Garden of Eden. And they just say, don't judge, bro unrighteous judgment you can't limit god god will do anything to get your brain off of it, your heart so all the prophetic is like we go to samuel in scripture samuel's the judge of israel 18th judge of the nation of israel he's called the seer he didn't have a church you understand that what he did he had a house and every few years if someone wanted to go to the judge or the seer listen guys this wasn't like he had a ministry the most powerful person in the universe right You read the Bible? Samuel. First and second Samuel. Samuel is the most powerful person in the universe. He didn't have a church. Okay? People, the Bible says every few years people would go to him and they bring extravagant gifts. And when they met with the seer, it was a life-altering situation. This person was serious about encountering Yarevave. Do you understand that's the standard of real apostolic ministry? We have made it human. We have watered it down. We have made it familiar. We have taken out all the reverence and the honor of the apostolic. Apostles of the new covenant certainly should be greater than Judge Samuel of the old covenant. As it is written, the least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist, the greatest prophet of the Old Testament, because he made straight the way for Yadavavah in the flesh, maker of heaven and earth, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Here's the issue. Christianity has been watered down to being human and familiar. They t- turn it on to TV and just scoff at it. Like, look at this guy. Oh my God. You know, what is this guy here? I was I was on the elliptical this morning doing my fasted cardio and Mac Hammond came on from Living Word Church out here in Minneapolis. You got a mega church. He's Word of Faith with the prosperity preachers, with Crefro-Dollar and all those people. Listen, when I was a, a young missionary, that church, Living Word of Mac Hammond, had me preach in their youth group twice. <laughs> Freaked them out. Back then, I had a beard done and my belly button, payots and a Nazarite vow five years. They, these kids were like, man, they transported back into the Middle Ages or something. And like Neanderthal times. They're all, you know, just preppies everywhere. Just, and, you know, I look like I just crawled out of a cave. They brought the caveman in. I would just sit there and roar at them for an hour in a whiteout trance. And the kids would just be like, oh my God, let's go to lunch. Oh my God, we're dying. A couple of them got so lit up on fire, they walked with me five, ten years until the world ate them up again. That's all right. Never can handle the intensity. I'm not sad about it either. I understand. Going all in is very costly and almost no one has ever been able to walk with the apostles in any generation of Christianity for 2000 years. That's just reality because the price is the complete and total termination of the human nature. It's like there's, you might have human skins, but everything inside of it is the word working. And it's not this mystical fantasy thing. Oh, like, oh, you're better than me. Nonsense. This isn't a competition, a comparison in that manner. This is an understanding of the Word, as is written, holy messengers consecrated by the Word of God. Do you understand? What makes a person holy is how much of the Bible has been made their flesh by the power of the luminaries. Hello? How much Sun written Torah, how much Moon oral Torah, Scripture is working as light inside the human vessel since you are made out of the luminaries and are star creatures but is the star creature based on the word or just some kind of rebellion and the energy is just flippant and you know you're basically ignorant of how God created things and the demons want people totally confused and ignorant of the simplicity of how people are created both as luminous beings luminary beings and equally scriptural Word of God beings. And the two cannot be separated except through the curse of the fall, except through sin. There is no separation from being a luminous being of the Word of God, consecrated by the Word of God, full of the power of the luminaries, emanating the Shekinah of the heavens. God's light, Genesis 1 realities, just billowing through you. This is how Shekinah came into the world. You know, if you read the Bible, it tells you how the glory came down. And the prophets say the, the glory of Yadevave covers the earth as the waters cover the sea. Water, in, Bi- in the Bible, represents the Word. The knowledge of the glory, which means you will have an understanding of the Word as water. What kind of water? The water that came down in Revelation 22, 2,000 years ago. From the throne of Jesus Christ in heaven. What kind of water is that? Luminous water. It's sun water, it's moon water, it's star water, it's living water, it's water that emits light. The problem is, is there's so many shadows of darkness, we don't know how to practice the light. And we got ideas and we got strongholds and we got a lot of religion, so it's constantly warring against the light of the water that's coming down through the stars and the sun and the moon, the ten worlds that we've taught you this last year. And we don't know how to walk in it. And so here's how you walk in it. Just enjoy the rain. Enjoy the rain. It's not like it's this complicated thing. Go stand under the rain. Go sit under the rain. What kind of weird pressure is the demon putting on you? We didn't put... We're raining on you. Don't let the snakes hurt you and harm your souls by telling you it's something other than the rain. Elijah that restores you to the Father, the power of the spirit of prophecy, he's called the rainmaker in the Bible. You have to learn how to be under the rain. He comes with the cloud. Elijah prayed and it rain stopped. you know what that means there was no water coming down from God's throne. We think in the realm of the natural. No, it's the natural is held together by the realm of the spiritual. That 12th star, that spiritual system is more important than the other 11 systems. The other 11 systems are wonderful because we want to recreate the earth, we want to make new heavens. But you need to understand the 12th star. What 12th star is that? I tell you right now, it's the star that came forth from Jacob, Israel, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. That's what bright morning star is. It's the reconnection to God through Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. What he has done is lifted us back up into the other 11 stars. Oh yes, that's why there's 11 Sephiroth. And the 12th is Jesus Christ, the morning star himself. 11 systems in all human beings that make you human beings. It is a wonderful gift to be a human being. It is not to be despised. If it was so bad, why are all the demons attacking you, trying to steal from you? It's the greatest honor to be given a human body. All the angels know that. God himself, maker of heaven and earth, took a human body. There is no greater honor than than to be given human flesh. Don't despise it or be ignorant of it. It's the greatest honor of the entire angelic world, and it's the very center of angelic audience. Oh, yes. Therefore, since you've been given human bodies, let us honor God with them, it is written. Let us use them for the will, the Keter impulse of the lightning will of God upon our heads. It's the crown of life. It's the impulse of the Father's will come down as lightning. It's going to rain lightning. There's lightning like sparks raining right now down from the sun upon your heads. God will come down with His Word because we have been raised up. Therefore, when our words come down, they come down in the consecration of the elevations we've risen. So your mouth gets progressively circumcised to only speak the higher words. So are these words that edify, you know what edify means? raise up words that have the ability to resurrect listeners amen what do you got to do attach your soul to that chariot understand the angelic word if the word of god comes forth and it's coming from a high elevation of the stars and the sun and the moon and you know that's the promised land because you read the bible cosmic israel revelation of jesus christ that is written the father's kingdom above the sun (laughs) shining like the sun in their father's kingdom jesus christ said these were all the realms of the promised land his stardom his light his spirit his blood his water is what lifts us up it's his teaching that's why it is so persecuted real christianity is the most persecuted thing of all time they wanted to completely obliterate it out the face of the earth and just keep old covenant judaism around didn't they That's the main thing that murdered them all. And then Caesar came in and started murdering the Jews with the Christians. That was Samael. That was Esau. So now even the Jews that murdered the Christians are being murdered by the Romans. And they were so persecuted, the Judaism was almost extinct by the Middle Ages because of Samael, Prince of Rome. And so what they did to spark interest back in Judaism, they'd been so humble. These Jews, these rabbis were living in caves and holes in the ground. The Jews were literally more persecuted than the Christians by the Middle Ages. And if you understand church history, Jewish history, is absolutely true. Even Martin Luther was persecuting the Jews at the time of the Restoration. Very, very anti-Semitic. So you have to understand... The Jews, again, became the most persecuted, hated people in the world. But it wasn't always that way. We had about 50 years where it was the Christians. (laughs) That's true. So what was the difference? It's always been about the luminaries. It's the only thing the devils are interested in. The power of the sun, moon, and stars, whoever has the scriptural authority, the Torah of the luminaries is what the fallen angels are attacking and interested in. The ones that are making progress in that direction. Do you understand this is why the devils fell from heaven? They wanted the power of light. They wanted the pleasure of light. Yes, they wanted the pleasures of the sexual immorality. They were lusting after Eve. They were jealous of Adam because he was given a wife and they, the angels did not have wives. That's what the Bible says, that it was lust, but it was a pleasure in light that was not for them. They wanted light from God that God had not given the angels. Okay? So the whole kingdom of hell is a place of stolen light, stolen things from God's kingdom, corrupted, perverted, twisted, confused, imprisoned, incarcerated, and it is so vile and wicked And it's all based on light, people. And the more light they can steal, the more pleasure they can have as fallen angels. And they share some of that pleasure with their sons and daughters called sorcerers. Okay? The witches, witchcraft and witch is not a term that you people can really use these days because you think Wicca and you think, you know, a forest spirit. No, you need to think Laban and Balaam, and you need to think Freemason, daughter of Eastern Star, you need to think Klippith Kabbalah, and working the rungs of the Klippith. You guys know what the Klippith is? Have it all memorized? Wonderful. Satan, Keter, Pan, Bina, Bone Throne, Dat, Abyss, Moloch, Hakma, Beelzebub, Asmodel, Gavura, Ashtaroth, said Mammon, Belphegor of the Black Sun, Ad, Adramalek uh, Samael oh I hate that guy Mercury Kavad Lilith of the Black Moon Gamaliel which is uh, the synagogue of Satan and Judaism that rejects Messiah Mammon we all know what that is Baal Netzah, Love then you have Black Malkut which is all the spirits of the giants as it says in First Enoch those that were born in the heavens remain in the heavens Okay? Principalities, powers, thrones, many spirits of wickedness in heavenly places, angels in the heavens, all the fallen angels remain in the heavens. Those that were born on the earth remain in the earth. That's all the spirits of the Nephilim that are called evil spirits today. And they do reproduce. So you're not limited to the numbers of the pre-Diluvian time period. They do reproduce. Sin is like eggs. That's why it's called serpent eggs. If you study eggs, snake eggs in the Bible, this is what we want to hear about Sunday morning. Preaching on the serpent eggs. Yes, when sin goes into your flesh and blood, the reason why they want your bodies and are always warring for your brains and your hearts, these spiritual beings reproduce in flesh and blood. So crucifying the impulse of the flesh is terminating the ability to reproduce snake, scorpion, and serpent eggs, which is demons so that you're not growing in evil spirits, you're not multiplying evil spirits, religious spirits, lust spirits, pride spirits, any kind of spirit. You're only in the Holy Spirit. That's why salvation is written in Timothy comes by birthing or reproducing the divine child. Reproduce the divine child. Birth out of your matrix, Jesus Christ. Amen. Then you shall be saved, because you're not reproducing evil spirits with your flesh and blood. These are holy, consecrated temples. And the only way to not reproduce evil spirits is by the Word of God consecrating you. And it's not just the Bible study as you know it during the church age. They had little value. Very little. And they're still totally oppressed, and they're living under the sun, and they had almost no power of the sun or the moon or the stars still very much from below, (laughs) had very little protection. There's some protection, but still suffering tremendously. That's not God's plan for your life, that you suffer tremendously. God has created a city for you, it is written. The Bible says, Hebrews chapter 12, He has created a city for them, the city of peace, heavenly Jerusalem. It's the city of of righteousness made perfect and it's not a place you go when you die it's the place you go when the word consecrates you it's the citizenship in heaven of this life not just the one that comes a lot of people when they die don't even go into that city they just go into the outskirts of the garden Is it the Garden of Eden? No, it's not even the Father's Garden. It's just outside the Father's Garden. The Father's Rose Garden is a very, very high and holy place. People don't walk there. (laughs) It'll be too intense. The light and the brightness will be too strong for you because of the container that you made through the consecration of the Word of God on earth. Your spirit, man, won't even want to go there because it's so intensely bright. It's almost painful. It blinds your spirit. So you actually get consecrated of the Word now in this life, So your tolerance for the glory, your tolerance for the light, your wineskin, Jesus Christ called it, can handle that measure of wine. Bob Jones called it handling your liquor. Handle your liquor, boy. Amen. It's called handling the glory of the Father. And if you don't know how to handle the glory of the father, it's going to whack you, going to knock you over. You might run from it. It might expose some snakes and some different things in your DNA it might reveal stuff in the personality, character. It's going to burn you up because the the glory is the perfection of the father and it makes you feel inadequate. Oh yes. It makes you it reveals that man there are things about me that are not like God at all. And you could say, your light condemns me. No, the light reveals you. It's not condemnation at all. God's not condemnation. God is light. In Him, there's no darkness at all. The problem is the human being is completely filled with darkness. And when that light comes around, which is all the scriptures working in the full glory of their power, in the full glory of the Word is what the light of the Father is. You know what the Father is? The Father is the Bible. Pure and simple. God is the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1.1, 1, 1, it is written. So the Word is Yarevave. You could say the Word is the Father. Now, can the light of that living Word take over the darkness, the shame, the inadequacy? You know, you'll be continuously comparing yourself to God. Examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. It's not like just being okay with your level and feeling good every day. No, get that crap out of here. It's being burnt up, comparing yourself to the Father. That's what the altar of fire is. That's what the new covenant priesthood of Levi is. The Levites have to compare you to the Father. If they're not providing that service of your current degree of light or darkness to the Father's perfect light of His Word working in heaven, you're not even Revelating in what's available. You're not even involved in the kingdom. It's just human filth. It's just human ideas. It's human philosophies. Christianity nowadays is mostly a human philosophy. So when they encounter the power of the glory of the Word, they're offended by it. Why? Because it compares you to the light of the Father in someone who the Word is working perfectly. Amen. So all ministry is to use the Word to make you as bright as the Father is. And at the same time, the Levites are growing in the Word that's brightening them every single day too. The Levites had problems. You read the Scriptures. There are problems in the Levitical tribe of the full-time priests and the full-time ministers. (laughs) From the days of Moses to the present time, they got similar issues. They have human bodies. The issue is... All of their time is spent for the consecration of God's Word to deal with it. It, They're not exempt from human problems. They're tempted in every single way you are. And what do they do? They take it to the Word. They take it to the fire. They take it to the altar. And then they come out of the fire with the Word that worked on their own temple through their consecration and the relationship with the glory of the Word of God, King of kings and Lord of lords. And then they give it to the other 11 tribes. And hopefully the other 11 stars can bow to the light of that 12th star word. Check this out. This is good. We got a lot of star revelations right now. I know that I shared this. It might be up here a little bit. Sailor, guys, excited for a new season. Okay, why did only eleven apostles make it? Because only eleven stars bow down. Here's the verse, Genesis thirty-seven nine. In the Amplified, I have again dreamed a dream, and lo, this time I saw eleven stars. And the sun and the moon bowed down in respect to me. Now, if you study the song of Moses, Joseph was the only one given the radiance of the sun and the radiance of the moon. Out of He was the one called righteous among his brothers. He's the only one called righteous. And his sons were the only ones called righteous. You know, righteousness meant the power of the word at a luminary level. You cannot think righteousness any other way. If you do, you are going against the wisdom of Torah. Righteousness can only be practiced when the Word and the luminary are both working through the temple of the human body. So God's righteousness, why does it say you're the righteousness of God in Christ? You just had the twelfth star, the morning star, come into your heart. Okay. Now, very few people do anything with it. They're mostly not even God-inside-minded nowadays in Christianity. They haven't even realized the glory, and they're not living in a furnace of holy starlight. It's usually just darkness, confusion, a mixture, ups and downs, good and bad, good and evil, inconsistent. The consistency is when the heart and the brain is given to the morning star. And the morning star will then begin to teach you because the spirit of the Messiah is on the earth, Emmanuel. The spirit of the Messiah is fully on earth. Seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Seven means the perfect amount. Why do we say it's only 1% down payment? Because of your elevation. That's how well you know the perfection that's been sent out. Because when you begin to know Him more, He elevates you into His perspective. You begin to rise from the dead. You begin to become the children of the resurrection. To be a child of the resurrection means the resurrection is your father and mother. You're a child of it. They shall be called the angel-like children of the resurrection. Luke chapter 20, it is written. Therefore, if that's what your father and mother is, guess what? When your father did mother by something, that's called growing up. Growing up. Human terms, divine realities. That's what wisdom is. Wisdom uses English of natural terminology that correlates to angelic realities of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ in the invisible world. Present right here and present everywhere. Omnipresent. Amen. So wisdom is growing in the invisible understanding, but having a natural explanation through the temple, being able to communicate it being able to speak the word out of the invisible, out of that twelfth star, the bright and morning star. What does he say in Revelation 22? I am the roots of David, which are the seven spirits of God. Isaiah 11, two, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel, and might, the spirit of knowledge and the spirit of the, Lord, and the spirit of the Lord shall be upon him, and he shall delight in, in the fear and the reverential awe of Yadavave, God. It is written, no, that's my root system. That's the least of these shall be like David, the roots of David. The seven spirits of God, Isaiah eleven two, is written. So that's the menorah of the, temp, of the temple of the Holy Spirit, the only light inside the human body, Holy Ghost. How do you get to know the Holy Ghost? One way, through Scripture. You cannot know the Lord except through His Word. No one has ever been saved in the history of the world unless they heard God's Word And inside God's Word was God's Holy Spirit. You cannot find one example in the history of the world, the history of the Scriptures, where a person encountered God apart from the Bible, apart from the Word. The more you know the Bible, the more the power of the Holy Spirit will be in your life. This is a true statement that will give many of you hope. Every citizen and person who lives in heavenly Jerusalem is a rabbi. Call no one rabbi because Christ is your rabbi. Well, are you a Christian? Christian means rabbi. Hello? Christ in you. All of you are rabbis. Even the children should be rabbis. Amen? Truth in hell, everyone is a rabbi. Why? Because it's the word, the anointed word of God that we speak that makes us Christians. What is a rabbi? A teacher of the word. It means to have the word working in you to experience God's kingdom of light and glory and angels and power, in heavenly realms, inside each word. So if the word has not yet hatched in you, well, you're just not hatched yet. Okay, "rockoff" is the Hebrew word R A C A P H. "Rockoff" means to hatch. It's the term used to understand the Bible. It's a sealed dead letter because it comes in seed form. It has a shell. The shell often when it comes down the atmosphere, when it comes down the path of lightnings in those ten worlds and through the sun and the moon and begins to shower in rain on the earth, when it comes down, it comes down and it mixes with the atmosphere. Just like a meteorite. It used to be on fire when it was flying through space. Now that it hit the earth, it's like a black stone. It looks like a dead, nasty rock. It's covered in dirt and debris. That's how the Word comes down. Truth, anyhow. Now, when it hits the fire of your spirit, it hatches. Okay, it's very cosmic, and it's much like meteorites. It's like fireballs. Look at Acts chapter 9. The Word came down, but it was inside the soul of Jesus Christ of Nazareth therefore it was in full flame form with none of the outer shell on it and it's levitating 20 feet off the road on the road to Damascus confronting Saul of Tarsus killing Christians therefore it's an image of the word coming down in a perfected soul understand that's the ability of the human soul Jesus had a human soul and was limited in his humanity in every single way that we are yet without sin he pooped he peed he ate he drank he cried as a baby he grew up as a man it'd be 33 years had all the same human stuff as you did but never sinned because his father was God himself but his mother was a human woman truth anyhow amen and he grew up a human being he was anointed on his humanity the dove descended and rested on his head There was an external anointing on him. Then he grew and became God inside-minded. Then he said, out of his own revelation and his encounter, having a human body, out of your belly will flow rivers. Then he became God inside-minded. His faith grew. Jesus grew in faith. Jesus grew in wisdom. Jesus grew in favor. It is written, Luke chapter 2. Amen therefore when he hit the mark of the high calling and was the exact faith of the father guess what happened boom ascended right back to god now hebrews 1 3 says he is the exact same amount of glory and light and brightness and radiance as god the father guys he's the firstborn of many that do the exact same thing he is the sunshine he wants you to also be suns. he wants you also to be moons he wants you also to be stars Daniel 12.3 those that understand righteousness are going to begin to shine like the stars multiple stars not just one, you're going to need 12 all 12 systems no system neglected, does that mean you need to get into science? a little bit, not much you'll have an understanding of everything Solomonic wisdom, he understood everything in the realm of the natural, in Proverbs it is written, there is not one area of the realm of the natural Solomon did not have wisdom in Back in in those days. But it was a spiritual science. It was a spiritual wisdom. And he understood it angelically by the angel of wisdom. The angel of wisdom, archangel of wisdom, came down and asked him, What do you want? I want wisdom. Ability to judge. is what it means there. Ability to judge. So he began to judge through the wisdom of, of the ages, he began to judge through God's word. Not the word that's just down here in, in seed form and covered in, in mud and, and a dark shell and a dead letter, but for the full hatched kernel of Shekinah, the full brightness, so that even silver was scarce because there was so much gold. But we need to value silver. Silver is the rua soul. But it also speaks of how great the prosperity was in the days of Solomon. But there's a prosperity of the soul in these days greater than Solomon one greater than Solomon is here Jesus Christ in us the 12th star the bright morning star of his people Israel and what is an Israelite today he who's circumcised of heart dwelling in the luminaries what is a Christian today he who's circumcised of heart dwelling on the moon sun with a crown of 12 stars all their systems governed by the luminaries of God's holy word. And he also made the stars on the fourth day, Genesis 1. These stars are the government of our system. Stars also represent angels. That's why we call them angelic spheres or angelic stars. And stars differ in glory in the heavens. Romans chapter 9 it is written. There's the difference of the glories of the earth, the glories of the plant, the glories of the human being, the glories of the animals... The glories of the minerals. There's glory on gold. There's glory on silver. There's glory on gemstones. There's glory on cars. There's glory on houses. The glory the Lord has covered the earth. There's glory all over the earth. It is a glory. But we need to understand the glory of the Father in order to not be just completely persuaded by these lower lights to go after lower lights. That's why He's called the Father of lights, He's the Father of glories. Romans 9 says it. Glory of animals. Glory of plants. Glory of minerals. Glory of human beings. There's glory in houses. There's glory on the, the silver and the gold and the gemstones. There's a glory there. You're not allowed to go after those glories. You're only allowed to go after the glory of the Father through His holy word. Otherwise, you're an idolater. And you serve the golden calf. Guess what happens when you seek first His glory, His kingdom? All those other glories are added unto you it is written why because you're holy to the lord and he can entrust you with the whole universe he wants people so holy in his glory in his heart and in his mind and in his word priests a royal priest of the holy nation israel people set apart for himself that he can entrust you with creation get out of your own heads get into the glory you need a fresh baptism of glory A lot of people get familiar with the glory. Guess what they settle for? They go down into the glories of the human being. They go down into the glory of plants and animals and minerals. I have watched dozens of people over the years get persuaded by other glories, especially the glory of gold, the glory of money. And all of a sudden, they just think that they're going after the glory and their life is filled with glory. They'll post pictures on Facebook with their car and stuff. And they'll even, sometimes they'll take a picture of their paycheck. Like, oh my God, look at all the glory in my life. Paycheck. Now they're at mineral level glory and they're not seeking God's glory. How stupid can you get? Don't be an idolater. We're going after the Father's glory that creates and fathers all the other glories. He's the Father of glory, Father of lights. These are lights. There's light in everything. There's light in your cells. There's light in your atoms. There's light in every area of your DNA, atomic makeup, as the 11 systems that make you human beings. There's light that He's fathering all those lights. He's fathering the light of this microphone right now. The lights in your cell phones, the lights in your batteries. These walls are held together by light. The cameras, every single part and molecule and and element of existence is made by light. Guess who the father is? The father of lights. Now the enemy, because of a disconnect, is going through God's creation. What have you been doing, Lucifer, going to and fro, seeking whom I may devour? What does the Bible say? The Satans, the fallen angels, are going through God's lights. Job 1, Job 2, it is written, come on now. Which means you have a creation of God's lights with enemies in it. God's in the midst of it. You know, we, He's given us all free will to choose what we're going to attach our souls to for eternity, what we're going to allow to live inside these temples, other glories, other lights, serpentine lights the angels of light that work the structure of deceit, the clippeth? It's it's real light, guys. It's false light. It's deceptive light, but it's real light. You could go out there on these sorcerer's yachts and these sorcerer's airplanes, and I mean, it's as real as it gets. It's 11 stars real, and that 12 star they have is the Satans, the clipeth. So they have a 12 star too. And so they're full of lights and they have all the benefits of lights. You know what they don't have? Eternal light. They have a temporal light that's a fading light, a fading glory, and they've settled for the Satans in this life. So they go down in the grave and the bone throne of Satan has a little more bone in it. Their bones, the sorcerer's bones. As it says in Psalms, don't let the rich man rejoice because he'll soon be punished in death. What does it benefit a person to gain the world, which is cosmos, or the stars, yet forfeit his soul? It is written. What does it even benefit to have sun activity and light activity and moon activity and star activity, but not to have the Father for eternity inside the soul? The benefit is null. In fact, you'll have a huge high, then you'll go low and continue to fall lower for eternity in the abyss. In the lake of fire where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth with Satan and his angels forever. I mean, how stupid can you get? Therefore, we need to understand reality. We need to understand heaven and all of it and hell and part of it. We don't need to really understand all of hell because it doesn't have much more of a lifespan. We don't really need to get into the deep secrets of Satan, but just a common understanding of it so that we can win. Amen. But we do need to understand heaven. And we need to go deeper into heaven and understand his ways, his thought, his word. Mainly during this time, the most important thing for everyone is the engagement with Scripture and the consecration of your soul. Slaughtering the impulse of the flesh, the behemoth of the nefesh. If you cannot kill the Leviathan in your waters, the behemoth... In your flesh, in your earthen vessel, and the the ziz, which is your air and the atmosphere of your head. There's, There's three real fallen creatures that work inside the fall of the human being. And every single saint has to deal with this stuff every day. There's ziz of the air. There is behemoth of the dust. And there is leviathan of the waters. They're all monsters. They are gigantic monsters that deal with the curse of the fall and enforce it upon every human being, but through Jesus Christ, you can kill them daily. There is a daily killing of the ziz of your air, of the behemoth of your earth, and you're an earthen vessel, and the Leviathan of your waters, because you have made out of a lot of water. There's a lot of water in a human being, and there's a lot of air too. So it's the air, it's the earth, and it's the water that is a lot of the composure of the container of lights, the container of luminaries, the container of sun, moon, and stars, the container of words working either curses or words working blessings of God's promises, okay, killing and crucifying that stuff makes you a royal priest to the holy nation. This is what all twelve tribes must do; they must keep the curse and those monsters that devour souls deadened to sin otherwise that stuff will swallow whole areas of your air your water and your earth and some of your systems those 11 natural systems that these three monsters work in will be corrupted the major problems there'll be problems in the earth realm the water realm and the air realm because these monsters have jurisdiction over sin but if you put the word in and kill these monsters. And you know when these monsters are working, you can just you just look at your spouse and be like, man, there's a monster in you. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you didn't kill ziz today, buckwheat. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't speak to me like that. Oh, yeah. You get real with each other, but you do have a love with a sense of humor because you come with the joy of the Lord, which is the anointing that kills this stuff. Without anointing of joy, forget it. You're going to need the oil. You need to be have the anointed word to take this stuff out. And if you don't have, you need to get around the anointed ones. You need to get around the sons that are consecrated messengers from God's holy throne in heaven and get on the anointing and learn how to obey the anointing, get the anointing in you and get start producing the anointing out of your spirit. Then you'll have the anointed word to kill this stuff real easily every day. And it'll be fun. It's not even hard. It's like, yeah, you got to kill monsters today. You do live in, in an apocalypse situation here of Armageddon and it's fun to deal with reality. That's why you're born into an army and you're not born into a supper club. You're not born into a patty cake Sunday morning church service. You're born into the armies of the living God. That's why scripture says put on the full armor of faith and fight the good fight of faith and also be good Christian soldiers. Children need to be soldiers. You know, Even the enemy understands that with Hitler Youth. They put, started to put them in the military when they're like five, six years old. Okay? Well, how much more are the armies of the living God of the Holy Spirit? He's much like a children's pastor all the time. The Holy Spirit's more childlike than all the children of the world combined. Therefore, understand the Holy Spirit is a children's pastor, and you are the children of the Holy Spirit because you're the children of the resurrection. All the adulthood stuff of responsibility, most of it is nonsense. Most of it needs to be obliterated out of your entire psyche. It's, most of it, because the behemoth in a lot of young believers has never been killed once, they don't even have a concept for freedom yet. There's not even a grid to live free of the Leviathan, the behemoth, and the Ziz. <laughs> they never know what, a, what perfect air or perfect water or, or perfect earthen soil, good soil, Jesus Christ said perfect soil. Good soil that bears forth the, the seed of the Word of God. You know, that soil is your heart, your flesh. You're made out of soil. It's the earthen part of you. Jesus said it could be holy, it could be good, it could be righteous. Holy flesh. When the behemoth is slaughtered, when the impulse of the sin is slaughtered, flesh is holy to the Lord. In fact, that's holy flesh. Jesus's flesh was so holy... When they, when they put him on the cross, it completely terminated all the lights of the luminaries, and it was like pitch black at noonday. Josephus writes in the history books of that timeline as a Jew, not even a Christian, that the whole sky, the whole earth lost its luminaries. There was no sunlight, no moonlight, no starlight, nothing. It went black. That's how holy Jesus of Nazareth's flesh was. He had consumed every single rung of the stairway with all its light and power that's Hosanna in the highest blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord and he wants to share that with all y'all oh come on now so you go from pitch black because you have all star systems and, and powers of light and luminary in you because you've walked in such perfect righteousness and you ascended the heights all of them and then you go to the cross and you die and everything turns black and then he descends into the lowest chasm in hell. The Bible says he went into Tartarus and he didn't go there as God. He didn't go there as a prophet. He went there with all the sins of all humanity, past, present, future. All the sexual morality, all the pride, all the murders, all the wars, rumors of wars, all the sorceries of the sorcerers. All the wickedness of all time was put upon Jesus of Nazareth and He was buried as a sinner. Completely separated from God. Down there in the lowest degree of Tartar as hell. Reserved for the maximum measure of wickedness. But He had never sinned. And the devil had killed Him illegally. Therefore the Holy Spirit according to the law of the luminaries and the Ten Commandments of the Ten Worlds of Enoch The Holy Spirit shot down right into Tartarus, animated his body, popped him right back up into the tomb, and blasted the seal away. So understand that is the power of the resurrection life, having already conquered all 10 worlds of luminaries. Hmm? That's our inheritance. And the only thing that needs to happen when you begin to ex- experience the power of the resurrection luminaries working in you that raised Jesus Christ from the dead and helped Him ascend all the way to the right hand of the Father is how the human being has to remove all of its sins each stairway each step each rung of the ladder each step of the stairway John one fifty one. I am the stairway between heaven and earth it is written red letters the stairway. Each step and stair will deal with the step and the stair of your elevations and it remove that stuff that's fallen in you. It will remove the inadequacy, it remove the humanity, it remove the mindsets, remove the thought life. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts, he's not holding out just to beat you up and tell you how bad your thoughts are. <laughs> Ain't that guys. That's a demon spirit, you need to get that out of you. He's saying I'm imparting my thoughts each rung of the stairway. I am, I am giving to you my thought life. The resurrection is the progressive increase of the thoughts of the Father between heaven and earth. And your thoughts get holier and holier and higher and higher until you can't even think a negative thought because there's too much of the Father in you. You only can think His thoughts. You only experience Him. You have very little human experiences anymore. Human beings will still misunderstand you. You might deal with a lot of the filth and the vileness of the evil spirits that are just inside wretched sinners, but you will love them unconditionally because you're with the Father on sapphire stones in His kingdom. So it's really easy just to release water, release angels. They'll still try to harm you to the maximum measure. They'll still try to destroy you and hurt you as much as they can because the demons hate God perfectly. The demons hate the light of God with everything they have as spirits on earth and in the heavens. So you're going to have more enemies than ever before. Don't think it's a freaking cakewalk, man. They'll, they'll try to kill you every day. you freaking mm-hmm. Whoop-de-freaking-do. Christ cannot be killed a second time. And if you're a real Christian, a real Christ, all that happens is they die and you fly. You go from glory to glory. They go from bad to worse. They go from... Weak to weaker, we go from strength to strength. Hell is not very powerful. Hell, everything in hell is stolen from God's covenant people. Therefore, Satan must, must repay sevenfold when he's been caught stealing, and the thief comes only to steal. It is written, it's the whole nature of the clippeth. It's the whole nature of sorcerers. It's the whole na- nature of religionists. It's the whole nature of the sexually immoral. The wrongdoer, the evil, and the sinner, that whole nature is stealing. Because it has no life in it, it, has no light in it. It can only take, take, take. It never gives. So when the Father's nature begins to be formed in us by that 12th star of the bright morning star, we become those cheerful givers, givers of our soul to the will of the lightning impulse of God's keter. That's the crown. Keter is the Hebrew word for a crown. So now, there's a progressive giving of our spirit, soul, mind, and body to the father's crown of lightnings therefore the power of his word begins to emanate out of us which deals with the thieves in the garden when enoch says that the the wicked shall be quickly removed in the end times it's talking about the removal of the serpents if the human being is connected to the serpent and loves that serpent it goes the way of the serpent oh yeah but if the human being is like, God, it sucked being cursed and being negative and, and having a black cloud in my brain all the time and being depressed and can't stop thinking about money or fear of this, fear of that, or well, you know, what's the deep state in politics going to do next to take away our rights and our gun rights and all these things of the political oppression? And, and to get all the fear, the paranoia, and the worry of the human being obliterated, it feels good to have that eliminated in you. So people are going to like heaven, especially the youth that weren't raised up in just absolute blackness of religion and oppression and just total brainwash of political systems and, and Greek education systems and basically 11 and 12 black star systems through their whole souls like a crown of death on their heads. The brainwash of the potent sorcerer of Babylon the Great is like 12 stars upon the sinner's head. We want to expose the hypnotism. We want to expose the brainwash of how bad it is out here. People have 12 stars of death on their heads. Now God wants to put 12 stars of life on your heads. Amen? And every member of the heavenly Sanhedrin, of those rabbis of the heavenly Jerusalem, all they do is bring the word upon you to increase the light of your stardom as the crown of life. That's what all Revelation 12 1 about, is about. It's about becoming an overcomer through the light of the word. Learning how to receive the word, how the worlds were created by God's Word, heaven and earth, the old heaven, and the old earth pass away, but God's word remains forever. And learning how to let the government of the word increase. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. In your souls, upon your souls, in your hearts, and upon your hearts, in your bones. And upon your bones. There is no end of the government of the Word of God. See the government of the Word of God as twelve stars upon you. So many of you have seen that picture of Revelation 12:1, of the woman standing on the moon wearing a crown of twelve stars. You need to see that as your soul, that is your bright future. Proverbs says, Your future is filled with bright hope. Why is it Proverbs? Wisdom's future is always brighter hope and brighter glory. Every single time a person grows in wisdom, which is understanding the Word in the heavenly glory, not understanding the Word in the religious spirit and darkness or human filth, but inside the holy glory, therefore the brightness of your future always intensifies. Brightness increases in all lovers of Jesus Christ because of one thing the word of God you will never have more light in you than you have understanding of the scripture and if you want to grow from glory to glory you want light to light up your houses your businesses your families your relationships and you want to go from glory to glory like we were singing at the beginning it will take all of you becoming rabbis full-time ministers no full-time understanders of the word working inside your divine bodies like sapphire stones take your businesses up the sapphire stones and watch the limitations come off watch the curses of the sorcerers come off your money they think that no Christian is going to challenge them because they're so brainwashed under the Sun they don't they think Kabbalah is sorcery they they bank on Christians being paranoid about Jewish Kabbalah Blackstone. Vanguard, Rothschild, Rockefeller, all the Jewish banking systems of the universe right now, they bank on you rejecting Kabbalah as sorcery so you can stay in poverty, impoverished in your Christianity. They're banking on it. The demons think that the Christians are too cowardly, too brainwashed to even challenge them on the rungs of the clippeth. Let's show them wrong that we will fully embrace the Kabbalah, the oral tradition of Jesus Christ and the twelve apostles of the Lamb. We will go further than the Kabbalah of the great apostle and our father, John on Patmos, writing Revelation. We must. God commands it of this generation. That's the only way to fulfill our destinies. And it'll be fun doing it too. We're going to kick some major butt. They won't even know what hit them. And a lot of these Jews, too, that have been ignorant, that are not just wretched sorcerers out there oppressing the human race with lies and rumors and all the wicked, horrible, deceitful things you've seen in politics the last several years coming to the surface. Guys, it's a thousand times worse behind the scenes. You can't even imagine with the warlock of Babylon the Great, with the sorcerer of Manhattan, the sorcerer of London, the sorcerer of Moscow, the sorcerer of Beijing, the sorcerer of the nations, the sorcerer of Tokyo. What these wicked men and women, sons and daughters of Satan and the principalities are doing behind the scenes. It is so reprehensible. It's such an abomination. It shall all be brought into the light in the coming days. It will be through the light of of the sun and the moon and the stars radiating through Torah scrolls in all your flesh that will illuminate the works of the sorcerers they hide behind skins with the appearance of good but they're full of dead men's bones they're the very portals of the fallen angels they're the will and the ketter of the satans they have a black lightning impulse upon their heads that's why they always lie every time they open their mouth all they do is lie All their religions are lies. All their politics and wars and everything they do is lies because Satan is the father of lies. All the Satans are fathering lies over nations right now. All nations were deceived by their sorceries. Revelation says all nations. Now it's time to obliterate the fathers of lies. Not just dealing with their seed down on the earth, the seed of the wicked one. I don't need to deal with just the seed. You deal with the seed for thousands of years not get the job done. Deal with the fathers of lies. When you go up into the realms of righteousness, receive the circumcisions on the moon and the sun and the stars of the Sephirot of Jesus Christ, the Father's kingdom, you will deal with the liars, the fathers, who have fathered the lies and the sorceries of the human beings under the sun. And they will be obliterated. There will be a confrontation. It will be real. And if you cling to Jesus, they go and you flow. And you begin to glow. And they're just obliterated. And that's God's plan for all Joel's army in Gideon's 300. That there will be champions demonstrating to others. Now, what comes first? The Gideon's 300. It's really like the heavenly Sanhedrin being formed in these days. You got a billion people on planet Earth right now that say they love Jesus. I don't even doubt that. I don't doubt that. I need a billion people up on the sapphire stones that take out the fathers of lies. Now we end the curse of the fall. The path, the way, the stairway, the ladder, the rungs, all of it have been taught to you perfectly for the last year. Now it's time to study. Now it's time to understand. Now it's time to sacrifice and to go deep and really take it seriously and begin to work with your angels. Begin to work with the Holy Spirit and deal with the stuff, the blockages, the foreskins, the membranes the belief systems, the strongholds, the DNA, and take it to Torah. Take your DNA to Torah. You know Torah is the DNA of Jesus Christ? The Word is Father God's genetics. It's written in 1 John. The genetic coding of God is His Word. So you can take every human limitation you have, your cultural crap, your family crap, your curses, and every stinking thing about the human being, the whole manure pile every day, guys, into his golden mountain of Zion. As it's written, all of you, none of me. And I'll never boast in the flesh. I'm never going to boast about the human being. I'll boast about God on sapphire stones emanating how insane that he could get his perfection into such a rubbish pile of human bones. That's the only thing that's insane down here is like, how can God and all of His holiness and greatness and righteousness and wisdom, still work inside these bags of bones when we're so unworthy, so undeserving, we're always wrong about everything, critical, judgmental, sinning constantly, and still, the Holy Spirit's working and brooding over the chaos of our humanity to increase Himself in the midst of our mess? Amen. He's not going to give up on you. Get those demons out. Okay? You've signed up for eternity. It's an eternal covenant. Now allow the Holy Ghost to brood and work in you. All those human thought patterns are foreskins and membranes. And they're usually not that extreme. It's just being human. It's like even being a good human, a normal human, a house mom, a mother, a father, Someone that tries to be a good person—that is really what Israel is these days. When Israel was coming out of Egypt, they weren't like extreme cases. There was like Moses was really the only extreme case. That grew up in the house of sorcerers, and it's just really, really crazy stuff. He grew up with his brothers, Jannes and Jambres. I mean, it's about as crazy as it gets. It's Balaam's literal sons in that house. Pharaoh, the greatest sorcerer in the universe. But the rest of them were like normal people. Okay, you're gonna be. It'll be mostly normal people that are not crazy people like Jake or or me, (laughs) or the extreme extreme situations. It'll be mostly human beings that have lived human lives that are coming into the extremities of God. So now you come up the mountain, but I didn't have the same past as Moses. You know, because they couldn't get over being normal humans, they settled for normal earthly idolatry. That's what keeps people lukewarm. It's no longer going to be just the extreme cases that go onto the mountain because Moses came out of extreme sorcery and extreme darkness in Pharaoh's house. You need to understand this now because he wants to deal with everyone who's normal. And most Christians today are normal. They wear suit and ties. They wear collared shirts. You know, they have granola for breakfast. They cook meals at home. They go to the grocery store. They buy toilet paper. And they're like normal human beings. Guys, that's like 95% of our human population. The extreme cases are rare. So don't sit there and say, I need to have an extreme testimony. No, 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 no. It's good that you're normal. The extreme ones, most of them die. Overdose on drugs. Look at the 27s. Janis Joplin, Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix. You don't want to be extreme. You want to be normal and then righteous. Otherwise, you probably are going to die. You'll die prematurely. It's stupid. Being extreme is extremely dumb. It's extremely stupid. Being normal and then coming into the extreme glory of the word is wisdom notice in the exodus that's how it was taking the nation but now we're not going to have the same sins of the nation just looking up at moses but refusing to join him that's where they screwed up they clung to normalcy they clung to the lukewarmness they clung to the earth and the earth was their anchor that's why that's why they died in the wilderness here's the deal We need human beings, the 95% that are normal, which is most of our viewers, too. Most of the viewers are just normal people. They have very normal houses, normal families. There are some extreme cases, but most people don't live in those extreme realms. And if they do, they're crazy. And we don't need any more crazy. We want to have sanity. We want saneness. Amen. Therefore, we need to understand the, ob- the objective of the Father is taking the nation up the mountain, which represents the Sephirot, going up on the Sapphire stones. That's your uniqueness. That's your testimony. That's what makes you extravagant. That's what makes you Amazing. All the previous stuff of the earthly has no value. You didn't need to come out of the gang life. You didn't need to come out of the the hardcore drugs. You didn't need to come out of the alcoholism. The days of the earthly church testimonies are over. Now we're going to obtain the testimony of Jesus on the island of the Sephiroth, on the island of the sun, on the island of the moon, on the island of the stars. That is what makes you a unique holy nation Israel. We can't have the idolatry of the extreme cases. You see them. As soon as the person comes out of the gang, this person is an MS-13, Crips, Bloods, and oh my God, drug dealers, and blah, blah, blah. They put him up on a pedestal, and they say, oh, the extreme case is so special. Look at the convert. You got the Satanist on the Facebook page. And like, trust me, I was a Satanist. Stay away from Halloween. Satan's birthday. Dude, you're still a Satanist. The <laughs> truth is, because you are religious, now you're more of a Satanist. Yeah. Truth in And you want to, I'm telling you, it's all backwards. What the uniqueness, the amazingness, and all of that church age mentality is getting obliterated. That's not how heaven thinks, how the angels think. The angels, like, who cares about your sand life? Are you insane? Under the sun was living in hell going to sit down there and boast in the valley of the shadow of death and listen that's not even a testimony that's you escaping your own sins in hell i mean people want to go up on a pedestal it's like standing on a golden calf and be like well i had 200 snakes 400 scorpions you know everything of of the devil and ever just the worst case scenario but they're still in hell talking about hell Principalities flying demons in the heavens are still ruling over them because of their elevation. That's how church has been. We want to parade these people in front of the pulpit and be like, look at how successful our ministry is, and they still live in the sand. There's no success in the sand. It's all shifting sand. It's all temporal. The measurement of success is the measurement of your resurrection on sapphire stones. So it's a fresh start for Everyone and it has nothing to do with your human past. It has nothing to do with anything under the sun vanity or that meaningless idolatry. It has to do with how much of God is formed in you. That's your uniqueness. That's your personality. You don't need to gain a personality down here. You need to go up into the Father's personality and gain His Word working in you. You get around those angels of His Word on the sapphire stones, it'll change you. I've had stuff taken out of me that were strongholds from when I was 13 years old. Uh, Thinking patterns of the PTSD of dealing with my Marine Corps squad leader Vietnam vet dad that were just ingrained into me that I have never been able to deal with out of my personality until the Sapphire Stones. It literally just peels off layers of the human being. And I began to remember before I was trained in all of the trauma of the human being in the wars and the military and all that stuff with my dad, that there was a person underneath there that was not based on the trauma of other people. And you, you begin to discover your spirit, man, and God just restores your soul and he builds up your spirit right through all that trauma. And there's literally shadows and darkness and just layers and peels of stuff to begin to come off your heart, your feelings and emotions, your brains, your bones and your marrow and the real you on the inside can begin to shine forth and it will be all based on God's word amen so we need our identity in the light you are the children of light that word light there is Shekinah the children of glory your identity is in the glory and if you don't feel the glory know the glory study the scriptures the glory comes through the scriptures consecrating you If there is no glory in your heart, in your brain, or in your senses, it's because you don't know the word. The word hasn't hatched. The scripture, your Bibles, is what brings the glory. Bible spa or Bible study or just studying to show yourself approved—that's what brings the glory. And when you're in the glory, you notice when you begin to study Psalms and begin to study Proverbs and Ecclesiastes and a lot of the wisdom literature, the Song of Songs, you begin. To understand the praise and the, how it's necessary to dance. How it's necessary to sing. Sing songs, hymns, and spiritual songs. Building and edifying each other up always in, in that kind of atmosphere of, of dancing and, and singing and thanking and praising. Guys, I do this every single day for like 24 years. Spont- I'll spontaneously break out dancing all the time. I'll sing all the time. I'll whistle, I'll sing, I'm dancing. The praise song, the scripture is singing. The cantillations of Torah. It just comes right out. Listen, when you get start to get the word in, you get heaven in. But don't control it with the human being, with the outer shell, because now you're in serpentine religion. Let it just obliterate that stuff and hatch in its glory form. It's the same Bible. One of them has it hatched. The other one has it still sealed. So you see Saul of Tarsus convert into the Apostle Paul, 14 plus 3 years in Arabia. He had the whole Bible memorized, Pharisee of the Pharisees, student of Gamaliel of Jerusalem. But now he's using all those same words, the scriptures. He knew all the scriptures. But notice now he's using them in the light. He had never used the Bible in the light before. He had studied and memorized the whole Bible his entire life as a rabbi. And none of those words were hatched into the glory light. So that's the dead letter that kills. And what, what was he doing? Killing. Killing Christians. So now you have to allow it to hatch. The hatching is where you start to lose control to the word. Losing control to the word often makes people uncomfortable. They'll kick you out of the church. They'll, it doesn't mean you go crazy. There does need to be order. But it's the order of the light of the word. That's the order of righteousness. And it comes down from sapphire stones. You need to lose control to the word. You can trust the word. Amen. In fact, there's nothing in heaven and earth that you can trust except the word. The word is Jesus, the word of God. <laughs> is there anything else that the kingdom is based on, that creation's based on? Nope. Torah freaks. Take it to Torah. Word freaks, scripture freaks. The issue is understanding it's hatching. And this is what will take you to the next level. Because a lot of people come in and they, like uh, Rebecca's been saying, they get into the scholar demons. That's that self-righteousness of studying for other reasons other than the glory of the word. We study for the hatching of the word itself for the glorious one. Jesus Christ the King of glory so Jesus is the word but he's also the Lord of glory how can the same person be the Lord of glory and the word because the inside contents of the word when it mixes with faith releases his glory and all that glory he is king of so he's king of scripture he's the Rabboni which means the chief rabbi chief apostle Hebrews 9.11 apostle of all glory It also means chief rabbi. Rabboni means the master teacher of all teachers, of all rabbis. Of who? The citizens of those who have the word hatched in them that are emitting the Shekinah of the heavenly Jerusalem, the city of glory. That city is called the city of the heavenly glory. How did they get there? The word hatched in them. So right where you're at today, this word can hatch in you the glory and begin to awaken you. You go from glory to glory every time you study and read. Every single time you wake up in the morning, you you take it to Torah, you you have your devotional time, your study time, you do it for the Word to hatch and remove the darkness of the human being. To deal with serpents and dust. Dust just means darkness and shadows. So over the dust of the human fall and the human condition of being just trapped on the earth, just walking on two feet like a five-foot being, now we put the Word in, and the Word goes up light years. So the Word is your escape from the limitations of just being a five-foot, six-foot animal on the earth, just wandering around, pooping and peeing and eating. Hello? Now I'm, in, I'm encountering the holy angels. So even though you still have those human limitations, uh, Apostle Paul called it the humiliation of the flesh. Mm-hmm. It's good for you. It's the brown cloak of humility that Jesus Christ wore. It's the cloak of sonship. The limitations and the humiliation of the flesh, it's good for you. Don't want to put it off. Want to glorify the Word inside it. Then you'll grow from light while still wearing the humiliation of the flesh. Because the flesh is always going to be humiliating until it transfigures, and it it could be 50 years, it could be 500 years. God's not even going to tell you. He requires you to trust and obey today with the limited amount of light you have in you to bear forth a greater light. He doesn't just give you all the light. No, Here's the game plan for 500 years on your day planner. You don't need any faith then. You could never grow. You got it all figured out. You don't even need the Holy Spirit. Just now I can do everything in my own strength. No faith, no trust. Just everything, the human being in total control of everything. You're just like the demons now. That's what the demons are like. Got to control everything and know everything all the time. Mm-hmm. No, you got to lose that control. you got to lose it to faith. Then you begin to trust the light of the unknown world that barely hatched in you and walk in that light. And the little bit of light, not despising it, cherishing it, that's the pearl, the gates of the kingdom of glory. The pearl of the heavenly Jerusalem, the pearl of great price. You're selling the field, which mean, means you're consecrating the natural realm for the value of having a gate, of the Word working in your hearts. It can turn into a river. It's usually just a trickle. might just be a drop, just one drip. Mm -hmm. That's how big the doorway and the portal and the bandwidth of God's Word and how much glory is released into your spiritual stomach, your rich treasury of glory. It's not so rich for most people. It's very poor. They have very poor faith, very little faith, very little Word working. They mostly just live in darkness and deep darkness on the people and darkness on the land. Now, by the word working, it expands the bandwidth of birthing the divine child, the working word of God, the King of Glory. Out of your belly will flow rivers of the King of Glory's word. And you have a reliance on Him and not on self. And that's what everyone needs here. That's what we need the consecration for. And that's what will lift you up. That's the power of the resurrection, the Word of God working that's hatched in you, releasing the glory. No one has ever gone up to the moon or to the sun except they were glorified on earth first. You have to be glorified on earth first. Then you'll be glorified in the elevations of the earth. You'll be glorified on the mountaintops of earth second. And only after you're glorified on the mountaintops of the earth second does the path of glory enoch's door open up to be glorified on the moon so it's progressive you'll start in the earth and you work your way up by going from glory to glory just like we've taught you all along in this ministry and there's no skipping any stage if you despise any stage along the way you just you can backslide and just miss the glory and all the progress you've ever had previously just get offended and go into bitterness and now you're just in total darkness That's why it says, Do not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season it will produce a harvest of righteousness. Which means, understand the process all the way into the realm of the Sephirot, the Father's kingdom of sapphire stone righteousness. It'll be worth all of it. And all the little things you deal with in the human being now, you won't even remember it. It won't even seem like hard. It was like not even a sacrifice. When you start living in that level of light... You can't even remember the suffering. All sorrow and sighing flees away. I can't remember any of the trauma of my childhood. Can't remember it. Only positive memories of light. True, Venia. I can hardly remember the trauma of ministry. And you know, it's been ferocious. Even though they continuously still tried to attack this ministry, the demons and the sinners and the religionists, it's hard to even feel the pain anymore of the murderers and the slanderers and the gossips and the liars and the character assassination. There's so much light in these realms emitting. So that's really what's going to take away the sins of the world is light. Sin is just darkness. Righteousness is pure light. When you forgive those who sin against you, you just release the light of the luminaries through them. BAM! And go right through them. (laughs) They're like, not today, serpents. Not today, And tomorrow's looking pretty bad too. They have no future. The accuser has no future. Now the sinner, be forgiven. I forgive the accusers, the slanderers, the gossips, those that have done so much harm to us. It is so easy to forgive them all because you just release the light of God's Word. It's not like I have the ability to forgive sins, nor do you, but Jesus Christ in us has that ability. Very easy with a lot of light and we want to release that to all the nations they won't even know what hit them it's like how can anyone like me i've been so horrible to everyone well god's the same on the throne despite your actions and belief systems or religion or pride or whatever doesn't mean it's universalism they'll have to make a decision to give their heart to jesus but we can make it easier for them by obliterating all the potent sorceries of Babylon the Great so it's not freaking impossible. You know what I mean? At least make it available to them to choose righteousness and have a clarity and an understanding through their souls. And that's what the Gideons 300 are going to do. We're going to help them see and understand more clearly with less serpents and less dust. So the confusion, the madness, the demonic possession... The demonic religion, the bitterness, and all the things of this life and the old life of hell are pushed back so they can see and understand and hear from heaven and begin to choose with clarity. They can still choose hell. They can still choose lust and pride and wrongdoing and religion. They can, and a lot of them will. So don't be disheartened. A lot of them will. A lot of them will see God and still choose the devil. We see that all the time. But yet, a lot of them will begin to choose, and they're not going to be deceived or blinded by lies anymore. If they want to find the glory and the truth and the the resurrection and the sapphire stones and the Father's kingdom, the meaning of life, we're going to make it plain to them with all God's glory. We're gonna prepare the feast table. The friends of the bridegroom. We prepare the whole feast for the nations to eat. The teachings of righteousness from the stars over all the nations. Amen. And people are begin to eat and drink righteousness. Hunger and thirst for righteousness. You're gonna be filled, which means you're going to fly. You're gonna resurrect. It's gonna completely rearrange your nations. It really just takes a couple people to puncture. The, the heavens and the ziz and their skies to really get a hold of this. Even though some of you have been around 5-10 years, don't be discouraged that you haven't punctured a hole in the skies yet. Remember, even Saul of Tarsus took 14 plus 3 years to begin ministry. 17, and he was already a full-time minister before that. okay <laughs> So, don't be, don't be condemning towards yourself when the process is very thorough Okay, rabbinical school and the academy of youth and the academy of the word is typically decades that doesn't mean you don't have a good time while you're in school it's just the process of sanctification is a complete redoing of the word of God in your whole systems all of your 12 systems all of your 12 systems have been under black stars now your 12 systems are going to be under glory stars living stars Okay, that takes a long time. And some people, because of different things and different familiars, they grow slower than others. Some people can be around 20 years and a person with me two months can surpass them. So you can't get be competitive. Be encouraging because if that person grows faster than you, that means they can help you more with more rain. All they're going to do is bring down more light upon you to help you. So you want to be building and encouraging everyone to rise from the dead. Because the more that rise, the more help your soul will get. (laughs) And you need all the help you can get. That's true. We do. We don't want to put anyone down and say, Oh, I was here five years. I was here ten years. I've done my time. Check the boxes. Check the boxes. No. It's like, I am so glad you can get it after three days, and I couldn't get it after three years. Not even angry about it. Like, I don't even know what kind of messed up I'm in. I'm in and I I just, it's a mess and my mind just is not working. I don't get this stuff. It's really spiritual. It's really confusing. A person comes around and and really gets it and begins to ascend. That person, the only way they do is by God the Father formed them, is now releasing the Father on you. That might be the help you need to go to the next rung. Helping, supporting, and encouraging others. They might be the Paul. Think about Barnabas and Paul. Paul, this serial killer, now he's an apostle? Barnabas like, I think he is. No one else believed in him. So Barnabas came around and helped him, encouraged him, fed him, you know, taught him. And then now he just sent out the most powerful chief apostle of the Lamb in the whole universe. You don't hear about Barnabas anymore, just Paul. Right? But without Barnabas' Barnabas's help, there is no Paul. Paul was rejected by the apostles. They thought he was a serial killer. Therefore, helping others and building up others, encouraging others might be your own salvation. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It's true. Hear the song of Moses. This is the encouragement. Think about the encouragement of Joseph to to his 11 brothers who sold him into slavery as dead. Killing a goat, smearing his garments with goat blood, and then telling Jacob, your son is dead. He was, he was attacked by wolves, but they used goat blood, I believe. Mm. Pretty nasty. Yet, he never got nasty. What did he do? He used it as his school to become the sun and the moon and the savior of the universe. He knew the dream. He believed the dream, Joseph's dream that the 11 stars would bow down to him, the 11 systems of flesh. They would bow down. God had given me the 12th star, and I'm dreaming about it. I have revelations about it. The morning star, I'm, I'm well aware of the morning star. I am my father Jacob, Israel's morning star. I just happened to boast to the wrong people, and they attacked me and got jealous. <laughs> right? It's the story of Joseph. Hear the Song of Moses. Deuteronomy 33, 13, through 17 Joseph blessed by Yarevave be his land the best fresh dew from high heaven the fountain springing from the best of the moon the best radiance streaming from the sun the best radiance streaming from the moon the best the moon has to offer this is the message Beauty pouring off the tops of the mountains and the best from the everlasting hills, the best of the Sephirot, the blessing of the sapphire stones. (laughs) Let that blessing descend upon all of you. I have that blessing in my divine armor, in my divine body to give to all of you. The blessing of the sapphire stones, the blessing of the radiance of the sun, The blessing of the radiance of the moon. Because I walk on sapphire stones, I can impart it into all of you and receive that empowerment. Receive that blessing. Receive that radiance. Receive that impartation. Let it descend upon all of you and encourage all of your hearts and souls and minds and bodies in the path of the resurrection and the path of righteousness. May every single one of you shine ever brighter until your full sunrise eternal day and never again have a sunset. No snakes, no death at all. It is midday. God will give you a sunrise in your hearts of that 12th star of the bright morning star. He will give you the moon. He will give you the sun. He has already given it to you. He has already given you the heavens. He's given you the stars. He's given you... The Sephirot. He's given you the ten worlds of Enoch. He's given you the lightning path. That is your inheritance as the Israel of God. Amen. And as a Levite of Israel, I have the ability to give it to you from the realms of the inheritance of the Father's kingdom and the true eternal promised land. I want to share it with you. I command that it descend upon all of you and be imparted into all of you, that you rise as the Israel of God into the full inheritance, and even that ability can come down the sapphire stones and be burnt into your flesh and blood, your brains, your hearts, your organs, your livers, and into your very souls, and in all your spirit, man, and be a permanent impartation burned into you, like Moses on Sinai, burning the sun and the moon and the Torah into the Israel of God in Jesus name Amen this is the end my only friend the end you'll never look at Joel's bar until next May from Minneapolis, Minnesota because we are going to Florida Florida and establishing Red Letter Ministries in Florida, RLM TV Florida, a brand new pioneering work. I've never done anything like this in my entire life. It is a wild adventure. It's very exciting, and I'm just very thankful to be doing it. And so this is goodbye. I will see you guys in May from the crack house in Minneapolis. We are signing off. And it will be the best season of your lives. All of that impartation of sapphire stones, it's real. And receive it as an angelic seal and the seal of the King of Israel into your foreheads. Be sealed. Let the seal of the Son seal your foreheads and your hearts with the seal of the Scriptures of God the Father. And just be sealed now in all your foreheads that I will not diminish in Shekinah. I will increase in Shekinah. By the seal of Song of Songs 8, the seal of the King of Israel, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Bless you guys online. If you want to support this great move to Florida and the expansion of the teachings of righteousness, give in all the links in the description. Let's raise an offering today for the expansion of Red Letter Ministries and RLM TV, expanding over the world, expanding over the earth. More television studios, more broadcasting power, more opportunities on radio, on TV. All these things await us in our very bright future. Be a part of it. Support this work. Ask the Holy Spirit what you can give into the expansion of RLM TV and righteousness. It's not even a question if He wants you to tithe or not, it's if I give 10% or 90%. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. And we'll see you a week from Tuesday. It's going to take us a week to establish the new studio down in Florida. It's a lot of work. And we will have it up and running, not this Tuesday, but the following Tuesday from the East Coast. Amen. Bless you guys. We'll see you in a week. Amen. Glory.
0: I'm not gonna worship like someone else. I'm gonna worship you like I know how to. Even if it sounds kind of weird, even if it looks kind of different, and even if it feels kind of funny. Yeah, that's that's I like that. Even if it doesn't ever do. Even if it feels kind of weird, even if it looks kind of different, even if it feels kind of funny, it's my worship. And even if it looks kind of different, even if it feels kind of weird, even if it feels kind of funny, it's my worship. I worship you like I know how to, I worship you, that's what I do, yeah, yeah, I worship you like I know how to, I worship you, that's what I do, even if it looks kind of different. Even if it feels kind of weird Even if it feels kind of funny It's my worship to you Even if it looks kind of different oh, Even if it feels kind of weird sometimes Even if it looks kind of funny It's my worship I worship you Like I know how to I worship you That's what I do worship you like I know how to I worship you, it's all about you Cause worship is not about me and how I feel, how I look, how it may seem Worship is about the way that God is to me I come with an offering, I come with a sacrifice of praise Cause you're worth it all, you're worth it all I worship you like I know how to Yeah, yeah, yeah I worship you, that's what I do I worship you like I know how how to I worship you Cause it's all about Jesus, 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 G-I-I Jesus, Jesus, Jesus hey. I, 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 Jesus, Jesus The sweetest name I know yeah, yeah. Jesus, Jesus sweetest name I know I, I, bu, bu, bu. Sometimes you just gotta be weird And be crazy Sometimes That's being normal. (laughs) What we look like in our bedrooms, God. What we look in our homes. How we feel when we're driving in our car. What we sound like then is what we want to sound like now. We want to be free, free to be in the shower, in the bathroom, fixing our hair. Getting ready to go to church What's it going to sound like when I get to church Is it going to sound any different Am I going to be any different I don't think so Cause I worship you Like I know how to May look a little funny may look a little different But I don't care I worship you Like I know how to I worship you That's what I do Yeah I worship you, that's what I do I worship you, that's what I do Yeah, yeah, yeah!